he said, man, he said, sometimes in a relationship or, or a setting, he says, like, because he asked me, have a, do I know how they, people cook frogs? I'm like, I don't know, cook no damn frog. He said, well, he said, he said a frog said, if you, you, you got a, a thing of water and it's, uh, it's less than luke, no, lukewarm, I guess. You put the frog in there, frog comfortable. He's just saying, just swim around and shit. You put the stove on just like really, really low and it warms up and shit and it's comfortable. Still whatever. You gradually turn it up, that, that frog gets just more and more comfortable. Never noticing that the heat constantly rides. And then before long, it goes off in sleep and it cooked the motherfucker. I'm the young old dude with the new allergy. Leader of the new school, old mentality. Got the loose Twitter fingers. You following me? Yeah. Over your head, got too much knowledge. Graduated in games, season no something. Outlast today, don't need no nostalgic. I'm over 38, performing like a freshman in college. Yeah. I'm the youngest old dude you know. Motive with life change, effortless with the flow. Atta boy, oh, you ain't no. This man against time, and this time, time just had to go. Let me vest 20 pounds of haters and run some more. Steadily getting laughed, I stride around goals. Lost it, I found it and winning. How I catch a bunch of L's, I caught it back the beginning. Yelling Y-O-D. Yeah, I'm a young old dude. Learn the rules like a pro, taking students to school. Y-O-D. Up in the gym, dropping mad jewels. Still hungry, stay seasoned, play mad fool. Y-O-D. Stay on my grind, it's that mastermind. Like wine, I get better with time. Y-O-D. Oh. You ain't heard about me, got everybody in the city saying Y-O-D. What's up everybody, you are now tuned in to the Y-O-D podcast, brought to you by Yon Chronicles, www.yonchronicles.com. Be sure to click, subscribe, follow, and share. And don't forget to leave us a comment, or give us a five-star rating. We greatly appreciate it. Let's get to it. As John Rubin talks about how you don't lose, you learn. The trainer setting the tone and going straight to and straight through your fears. The YOD Podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, I don't lose, I learn. But again, that's if it's pragmatic. The other person outperforms. Then you deduce, okay. It's, it's, and it's, you got to be real careful with this whole world. Because, you know, I'll say it myself, well, somebody's better than me, but I'm inferring a whole bunch when I say that. Not that I'm less of a person. No, 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 no. When I say better than me, maybe they were a little bit faster. Maybe uh, their movement was, was sharper. Maybe the counter-counter fight was better. Maybe their setup was better. Maybe they could think one more move ahead than I could think. That's deducing exactly how they pulled ahead and I didn't. It got nothing to do with they're smarter, better looking, they're strong. And even as a case, who gives a shit? <laughs> you know, we're all born with strength and weaknesses. But you can chop it up and go, wait a minute. Okay, how did I not get the victory? Then you look at that and then you work to fix it. Big deal. Sometimes it's as simple as you hold your right hand too low all the time. That little thing right there, you put it up and never get caught with something. You put it up, the person don't even think to throw the hook because they ain't got a target. So if they ain't throwing a hook and you stick them with something else, the little, little tiny move make a paradigm shift. 
So it's not a, but, but again, we're back to a solid character where it's like, okay, all right. Or if you can, you can and I try to do it in here with, with everybody in, in training, when you learn to spar, or better yet, when you first come in, you already know you, you don't have a stand. You don't really know how to punch right. You don't know how to kick right. You don't know, how to, you know all the stuff you don't know. So if you got in the ring with someone now, you already know you're not going to do well anyway. So why, why, that doesn't bother you knowing, well, I'm already at the bottom because I, I don't know anything. But then you learn a little bit, and then you work with someone, and maybe they're ahead, or, or maybe they do better that day, and breaks your heart. It makes no sense. So that's, that's someone fighting themselves rather than dealing with the, the, the training partner in front of them that did a little better that day. Okay, yeah, but how? So, so when, you, when you're using it that way, because I always say a great sparring partner is, uh, is like real gold. It's hard to find that. Like if you can get a great sparring partner, you know, you, maybe you equal, maybe shoot, they, they, they're ahead of you, they got more experience and all sorts of stuff. Go to it. Don't <laughs> you just hang on that shirt tail, man? Because the more you do, the better you get, the more you're gonna learn. And uh, so you don't make it personal. Then how the hell you make it personal during performance time? It's not really different, even though in the, in the psychological. That's why I do Fridays, because it's, it's to get kids, you know, adults used to. Okay, because it's all psychosomatic. It's a hundred percent in your mind. You banging with whoever all the fucking time. And you do four round, five round, six round, whatever. When you're done, let's say y'all go heavy. Well, you know how you feel. You, you feel if, if they dominated or, or you dominated or you kind of went back and forth. Okay, good day of work. Done. But the fact that you do it and it's like, okay, now it's spotlight because we're watching and someone going to call someone winning and someone losing. Then you fight yourself in your head and your emotions. <laughs> Not a damn thing changed except your thoughts. And so that's the trainer. My goal is to get anybody and everybody to see that. I explain it all the damn time. And the other thing I go into, so you sparring, if, if, if you, you start out dead even and then one pull ahead after a month, but you're still competitive. And then all of a sudden you're even again, but then somehow the other person pull ahead. Like you start jockeying for positions just like race cars on a racetrack. Well, if the racetrack was going up in the air, not that it is because it's flat but if it wasn't going up in the air and one car ahead one car you know you keep going back and forth back and forth when you you wherever you start is a long distance from where you both are even though one may be ahead of the other and this now you go back and forth well if you look at the difference where you start and where you are it's huge you both grew so why you care who's on top that day because it goes back and forth anyway evander holyfield uh, said uh years ago he said um he said, of all things being equal, when two fighters fight, he said the one that come out on top is the one that's better that day. And he said emphasis on that day. He said the same two people fight two weeks before, two weeks after, outcome be different. A month before, a month after, it'd be different. So you can't, you can't make a big, big, big deal about that. Just make sure that it's your best that you can do at that moment and then go with it. Granted, we're saying pragmatic, you ain't got somebody... You got some judge leaning one way because he don't like you. Like, no, they do their damn job, leave it alone. Who won, who won, who lose, who lose? That. It's okay. So that's using it as what it's supposed to be, a lesson. Any, any coach or trainer sets the tone. Uh, there was a saying uh, about 15 years ago I heard a, a, a Thai trainer, a teacher talking that I respect. I can't remember the guy's name, but he said fighters are like um, – the fighters to the, the crew 
or like children to parents because the fighter is a representation of what you teach in almost every aspect. That's a fact though. It is, you, you set a tone, you, you just do. And, and when there's a uh, relationship, because when it gets to fighting, it, it's not just student, you know, just another student in line you know, doing class and clock out and go. Competition brings about a relationship. Like it, because you go way, way, way past all this stuff. It's like, um, uh, I remember when I was doing amateur boxing at Murph, and I didn't, <laughs> Rocky confused the hell out of me, because <laughs> I used to get there, and the first, when he saw I was serious about the shit, first thing out of this man's mouth all the time, he grabbed me and go, how you feel? How you feel? And I'm like, I feel fine. You sure? I'm like, yeah. Okay. Because I, I didn't really know him, but I was like, how you keep asking me how I feel? Yeah, I, I, it was just weird. So I'm like, whatever, you know, and I went, and I did, 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 every single time. And then maybe between the third and fourth uh, month, I stopped and I asked, and I said, I said, man, I gotta ask you something. He said, what? I said, why you always ask me how I feel? He's like, oh, to my when I see you? I said, yeah. He said, well, Ruben, he said, look, he said, when you're training seriously, if your body's here and your mind's somewhere else, it's pointless to train. You ain't getting anything out of it. I said, oh, he said, yeah. He said, you know, some guys come in here, they just got in a fight with their wife. Some guys come in here and they mad at, 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 you know, things ain't going right. I mean, it could be a number of things. You know, maybe they got a headache or something. Because it's like, how do you feel? You feel good? Okay, now you can clock in and do work. But if you feel off, because he, like he says, as a coach, you want to know, well, okay, you feel off. How come? What is it? Is it a little bit emotional? Is it a little bit mental? Or is it physical? Or is it a combination of it? You know, and then sometimes, hey, you know, just, just go home. It's okay, you know, because you, it's almost pointless being there sometimes. So that's a relationship. You don't ask that in every single student because it's uh, a lot of times when you come in just normal class, that's cerebral. It's not the, the, the cerebral and the physical, mental, emotional connection where you got to push and try to get that peak performance. We're talking, you know, two different things. And so they, over time, in this again, when, when you got the right combination of, of fit between the student and, and the fighter, it creates a, a relationship. Because it's like with, with, with these guys, um, you know, you and I communicate a lot because there's a lot of stuff we're working on. I communicate with them the same, if not more, because it gets more into that, you know. And, and it's almost like I know how to ask questions to make sure they're ready or things are okay without getting too private just you know can you can you not is this okay whatever and and i know it's like okay we're good to go no we, we ain't good to go that's why uh it, it's it's kind of a spillage when i say if i train you long enough and bring you up to a certain skill set i'm gonna train your eyes where you see through somebody like you 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 a man you got experience and whatnot but then sometimes there are other things to see that, that go right past you but then when you learn it, you can't unlearn it. It's, it's stuck, and you don't turn it off. It's not, it's not that you're um, obnoxious. It's not that you're excessively critical. It's, it's not like that. You just, you just read. And, and, and that's why, because, you know, I, I repeat myself a lot because it, it, human behavior doesn't really change. It, it's like my little spinoff joke. With all this technology with the iPhone, it's wonderful. It ain't punching nobody in the damn face. It can't, excuse me, really read intangibles in somebody. 
You can see it though. If somebody teach you, what the heck are you looking at? Thanks for listening to the YOD podcast. Be sure to head on over to www.extremepowergym.com where you can find all your YOD gear. That's www.extremepowergym.com. To, to sharpen your, your, your whatever, there's a saying that was a steel sharpen steel. Or you become the company you keep. So if you're around some... You know, like it was that fucking Murph, man. If you didn't come with, with a monster soul, boy, you got crushed. Like, uh-uh. Like, you, you, you had to be, you, know, you can be nice if you want to, but you better turn on nasty. And you better hold that shit, because it ain't no one feeling sorry for nobody. It's like, no, nah, everybody going for their own. So you, it's almost like being in a lion's den. So you better be one, or you get ate up. So, so that is, um, it's almost like if a lion is around a bunch of sheep all the fucking time, way too damn much. He bossing these motherfuckers. What are you going to do when you run to another lion that's hanging around lions all the time? He, his timing ain't right. His sharpness ain't there. He running all these chumps. Now it's like, uh-oh, <laughs> fuck. Like he can't do it, but he lost the edge. Yeah. It's, it's so, so, yeah, you, you, I don't know. You, you got to have that. It keeps you, keeps you alert, keeps you, you sharp. Um, tough, if that makes any sense, just just ready, you know, and that that's life itself. Because you know, you either on board doing your thing, or you don't get passed over, or stepped on. It's just there ain't no getting out of that. The, if you you got a fear of swimming, well, you ain't never gonna get through it until you step your butt in the water and just deal with it. You you can discuss, you can watch videos, you can read about. it, Don't mean nothing. You gotta get in the water. Just go. <laughs> Be smart about it. And stay at it until you 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 improve to some level, and then so on and so forth. <coughs> Excuse me. That that particular process, you do with everything else. Go to it. Go right to the thing that throws you off. Go right to the thing that um, frazzles you, that rattles you, that that makes you just uncomfortable. And if you stay there long enough, you settle into it, and then you go, "What was the big deal? What was the big deal?" It's like this. Excuse me, the the boogeyman, and that's usually mental. You know, I mean, I saw a video on Instagram. Uh, I don't know who was it, Wesley Snipes or Will Smith, because they got some cool developmental stuff in there. We're all about the same age, and I'm like, man, because you just you're a man, you grow, you change, you see you see stuff, and it's like, hey, hey. Because I think they shared it though. It, was, it, it could have been D.L. Hughley too. So it was just, this. It starts with this lady want to jump off this platform and go into the pool. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and then she about to do it, and it's not. She walked back. These two younger dudes look like late teens, early twenties. Same thing. They're gonna do it. Do it. No, no. And they go back. Like because somebody they didn't know they were being filmed. Of course, I'm sure they talked to them later. Say, is it okay? Whatever. Because they're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then, oh, you know, and, and I looked at that. And then they, so this is looking at it this way, about to step off into, I don't know, if it was a 14-feet platform or higher. Like, it was really high into a deep amount of water. And it reminded me when I was in boot camp. And I knew I did not know how to swim. 
And I told him that when I got in, because again, from the country, you pull, we didn't have pools. You can go to no damn swimming pool. And, and, and the pond, there's fishes, you fish. And the creek, you stick your foot in, because it ain't enough to do anything else. And so it's just, you're a product of your environment. And then most of the black people didn't know how to swim. So if they don't know how to swim, they're not teaching nobody else how to swim, so on and so forth. Whatever. I could do everything else, but I couldn't, couldn't do that. And then, um, <laughs> and I was kicking ass when I was in that boot camp, right till I got to that point. And then they said, they told everybody, because they said, okay, who, where are my non-swimmers? You know, of course, you don't swim, you raise your hand, and they push you up, they move you over to the side, whoever, whatever. And, and you know, more people could swim than the handful that, that couldn't. And they said, well, regardless, everybody got to go all the way to the top of that platform and step off, abandon ship. Because you got to show you got courage. And I was, man, I was wild as shit. Like, they didn't, I'm, I don't, man, I, don't, <laughs> I look back on shit I did. I'm like, because I was just, I was crazy in boot camp. Like, dare me to do something. I do it. Like that. Just no hesitation. Boom, gone. So they told me, get up. I got up there, I man, when that drill and said, ready, step, right off, shoo, straight to the fucking bottom. And I just stayed there. And then the safety swimmer hit me with the thing, I grabbed it and they pulled me up and whatnot, went over to the side, it was the funniest shit. My drill instructors, I think they fell in love with me right there, because they go, fucking Ralph, get over there. I saw it, ran over, standing like this, and they go, you really can't swim. Sir, no, sir. No, I mean like, you, you can't swim now? Sir, no, sir, but you step right off into that. Sir, yes, sir, no, you can't swim. Sir, yes, sir, you go, God damn. <laughs> they go, this motherfucker got balls. <laughs> he willing to die like that. I'm like, I'm gone, boop. And then they, they thought it was the funniest shit. And then, uh, so then they put me in this week of remedial water survival, and I passed that. Then just went on, they ended up being uh, number one in the entire series. So everything I did was so high performing, that one little thing, I, just the fact that I was able to pass whatever the fuck it was, it didn't kill all those other high schools. So I was performing so well, but it was that one thing I couldn't do. But I said, well, fuck, because they, they told us, they, what did they say? They said, if you don't step, you get recycled. I go, shit, uh-uh, I'll die today. One, boot camp was so hard back then, like, no, poor fuckers was committing suicide in boot camp at Paris Island. It ain't nothing like it. Uh-uh. No. No, 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 no. Completely fucking different. <laughs> like, it, it, uh-uh. This is no way near the same Marine Corps. So, so it, was, it, was, it was rough, rough, rough. Like, you know, the first fucking 30 days in it, I literally, uh, uh, tears, cried myself to sleep. I didn't boo-hoo. Like, it was, it was <laughs> shit. And I still graduated number one. Leader of the new school, old mentality. Dropping mad jewels, 
Still hungry, stay season, play math for YOD. Stay on my grind, it's that mastermind. Like wine, I get better with time. YOD. Oh, you ain't heard about me. Got everybody in the city saying YOD.